Hi, friends, and welcome to 24 Karat Conversations. I'm your host, Rhonda Velez. Let's be real. Testing and trials are never fun. But what I have found is that we aren't alone in those seasons. My favorite Bible verse is Job 23.10. For when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We're going to share some amazing stories of people who have endured and emerged as pure gold in the midst of hard circumstances. We're going to laugh, probably cry, and get super transparent about life and the struggles we endure. So sit back, relax. It's about to get real. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to 24 Karat Conversations. Super excited to do this podcast episode. One, because today is my 50th birthday. So I thought, what a better way to come on here and chat a little bit about what I've learned in my last 50 years. And if I'm being honest, I'm going to try not to get emotional on this podcast because looking back, I have had a really, really hard few years of life in the 50 years I've been alive. I've had a lot of really great years too, but as I sat down with my therapist not too long ago, she said something that resonated with me and she said, Rhonda, you've been through so many hard things in your life. So it is normal for you to have the feelings of fear when you start to step into things that are good. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that, where you're like, I'm so excited for this new season. I'm excited for these things that are happening in my life. But in the back of your head, you have this narrative that continues to say, but what if, but what if this happens? But what if that happens? That's pretty much been me a lot of my life. And even with the good things, I haven't been able to enjoy them or step into them because I haven't allowed myself to feel those things. And so I thought as I talking about my 50 years of life, I would just tell you a couple things that God has just revealed to me. And it's so interesting because we just came back from this trip. It was a spontaneous trip with some friends who are newer friends, um, two couples, wonderful people. And they asked us to go on a trip away with them for a week. And I thought my old Rhonda would have said no immediately because one, I don't know them. And two, like, let's be real. If you've traveled with people, you know the people you can travel with. And then there's people that you just should never travel with. And so I thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be five days. I hope that everybody gets along. I hope that everybody like is on the same page. I'm not sure. But there was something in my heart that told me you need to go. And little did I know that this week was going to be so incredibly life-changing for my husband and I, that these friends who we did not know all that well when we left would come back and be just God-inspired friends to us. And so I just want you, as you step into things, to be open to what God says to you. And a lot of the stuff that we talked about while we were on this trip with these couples was saying yes to things that we were scared of. And so it doesn't surprise me or it shouldn't surprise me that this morning when we got to church, uh, we began doing worship and I just literally couldn't stop crying because I just felt so grateful for the 50 years that God has given me, the life that he's given me, the family that he's given me, the things that he's given me even when I don't deserve them. And as we were sitting there, we got done with worship and this gentleman gets up to speak and he starts speaking on saying yes to God. And I immediately thought, you've got to be kidding me, <laughs> because how is this this guy's sermon? This is what we've been talking about all week. It was almost like God wrapped up 
this sermon in a little bow and was giving it to me as a birthday present saying, Rhonda, I've asked you to say yes to me and you have done that and it hasn't been easy, but here's, here's a gift from me to you. And I really do feel like it's a gift. Over the last three years, it's probably been next to the death of my daughter, one of the toughest three years we have ever endured, not only as a couple, but as a family. We went through some massive betrayals of people we thought were our friends, people we thought loved us. We went through moving across the country, the transition of the unknown, not sure of what to expect next. And yet God has been there every single step of the way. And I just can't sit here and not be grateful for the things that God has brought us through because of our yes. One of the things this guy said in his sermon was, what limits do we put on God? And that is so true. I remember very clearly sitting in my bedroom before coming to Tennessee to visit to see if this is where we wanted to live. And God clearly told me it's time to go. And that's exactly what this gentleman said in his sermon today. He said that when he heard the call of God, he said to go. And that's exactly what I heard. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. I wasn't sure if I was even equipped for it. And I wasn't sure how we were going to emotionally even handle it, all of us. But together, the four of us, my husband and I and my two daughters, Ask God if this is where you want us to be, then we'll go. And we came and we lived in a little rental house until our house was being finished, built, being built. And I remember those were some of the most precious times and they were some of the hardest times. We all had COVID together in that house. My husband went through a very, very hard, um, depressive state, just it being hard being away from his own family and moving from everything he ever knew. I was fortunate my whole family came with us, um, my parents included, but my husband was there with without his immediate, you know, without his family. He had us, but not his mom and dad and his brother, who he cherishes those relationships. And so it was really difficult for him. And I remember a lot, often I would say, God, like, if you told me yes, then why is he feeling this, this sadness? Like, if you told me yes, then why is my daughter still sad? If you told me, yes, why is my other daughter sad that she doesn't get to go finish high school with her senior class? And I just remember God just saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. And that has been an overlaying theme in my life to trust Jesus. And so this really meant putting putting my full trust in God, knowing that he called us here and that he was going to take care of us and he was preparing the next steps in the way for us. So I wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about the lessons I learned. I learned that our plan isn't God's plan. I definitely, if you had told me when my husband and I got married, some of the things that we would endure, I probably would have turned around and ran outside of the church and said, heck no, I am not up for that. Yet every single time some of those things, hard things have come along, I have watched God restore and redeem those things for his good. The other thing is sometimes his plans just don't make sense. And for us in the last three years, there were some things that happened in our lives that we did not understand, some things that we prayed really hard for, some things that we really wanted God to fulfill. And he said no. And I think sometimes when he says no, 
we want to immediately say, okay, well, maybe if we do it this way, then he'll say yes. But God was very clear with us, and he said no, and he closed the door. And I remember thinking, no, no, this is not what it says in God's word. He says this, and God says this, and God says that if we ask, we shall receive. And God continued to say no in that season. And it was hard. And maybe maybe you're going through that right now. Maybe you're in a season where you think God should be saying yes, but he is saying no, and you're questioning everything that you ever believed that God was. But I want to tell you that he is faithful and his way is so much better. You know, today in church, we sang this song, and some of you may know it. It's called Make, I think it's called Make Room for You. And in one of the verses, it says, break down the walls of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion, your way is better. And there's something that resonates there with me because your way is better. You know, our ways will always get us in trouble. Our ways will always get us, we might think ahead, but it only puts us further behind because God has his best intent for us. And when it feels like he doesn't, he's working behind the scenes. And I am a true testament of that because I couldn't stand here today without knowing that God's best intentions for me have always been good. I haven't always believed that, but they have always been good. I know that saying yes to Jesus is always the right thing to do. I know that sometimes it's hard and sometimes it doesn't make sense. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to the people that are closest to you. I remember telling people when we were moving um, godly people, they would tell me, are you sure? Are you sure you had God right? I mean, maybe it's really not his will. Maybe it's really not his plan. But I had been very clearly had been told by God, no more idols. I need you to go. And when he said idols, I felt like kind of offended. Like I was like, God, what are you talking about? Like, I don't worship anything. Like I am not obsessed with certain things. But I think what he really meant was like, are you willing to uproot your whole entire life and move your whole entire family across the country? Because I have something greater for you. And this week, as we sat in a room with these people that I hardly knew, I feel like there was this breakthrough that happened. I literally felt the heaviness of my husband and I's worries that had been on our shoulders lift. We began to dream again. We began to speak of the things that God had in store for us. These people also spoke life into us. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. And had I had not chosen to go two years ago to come here to Tennessee, that experience might have never happened. So I do believe that God sees it all. I believe he sees our future. And today, as I end this, I want to tell you a story about Doug, who I met at Walmart after church today on my 50th birthday. We parked, Walmart parking lot was pretty packed today, so we parked kind of towards the back. And there was a car, shopping cart in our way where we were going to park. So my husband told my, my daughter to get out of the car and, and take the cart and, and move it. And so she did, but she proceeded to move it into where you put the carts away. And he said, no, 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 we need the cart. And as we were having this exchange, Doug walked up to us and he said, can I share with you a story? And we said, sure. 
Doug proceeded to tell us that he almost died of a heart attack and his heart needed to be, he needed to have a heart transplant. He told us his story about how he's a very tall man and that when you're of that that size, that your heart is different than someone who is of a shorter size. And so it was a special heart that was needed and there was to be a really long waiting list to get a heart like that. But God intervened and he found a heart for Doug and Doug lived. And Doug began to share, not only share his story, but tell us that God was faithful. And I just know that Doug was meant to speak to us today in the Walmart parking lot. He looked at my other daughter who's 19, who's been going through some things, and he spoke life into her and he blessed us and he walked away. And as we walked into the store, I looked at my husband and I just thought, that wasn't an accident. And as I left the store, I started to think of a devotional I wrote in my devotional, 24 Karat Conversations. It was day 17 and it's called Heart Transplant. And the verse that I had in this devotion said, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And in this devotion on day 17, I talk about heart surgeries and heart plant transplants. And that when the heart is diseased, they have to replace it. But it requires a donor and a skilled and experienced surgeon to conduct that surgery without any negative impact on the person receiving the new heart. If they don't accept the heart, the body rejects it and they will die. And in this devotional, I talk about how God is our donor and he is a surgeon for our hearts. The heart transplants take time and it takes the utmost care. But I believe that the Holy Spirit comes in and is there repairing our hearts when we have gone through some really hard things. So I'm here to tell you on my 50th birthday, Life has not been easy, and there have been many times that I have had a broken heart and a broken spirit and a broken soul, and Jesus has absolutely come in, and he has repaired those pieces of my heart that are broken. And I'm human, and we live in a world that is broken, so I'm sure I will have more broken hearts in the future, but I am certain that I know where to go when my heart is broken. And I know who to trust each and every day with my heart, with my life, with my soul, with my family. And so today I sit here on my 50th birthday and I am incredibly grateful for the things that God has done for me. And I am grateful for the times that my heart was broken because sometimes when my heart was broken, after it was repaired, I can look back and see those wonderful blessings of things that I did not realize had I had chosen to stay or chosen to continue with something that maybe was not in God's will, that was not the best for me, that it would have been the demise of some of the great things that God has had in store for me. So as we finish today, as I ask in each one of my devotionals, I want you to think about what are you struggling with? What are your hurts from the past that are making your heart diseased? that are maybe making you not dream again, maybe are just making you feel sorrow. 
I want you to write those down. And I also want you to ask God, what do you need to work on in my heart? Write a letter to him and tell him what you need. And I want to let you all know that I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening and supporting 24 Karat Conversations. I hope that more of our conversations can be one that challenge you and encourage you and inspire you that in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of whatever you might be going through, that God is faithful and it's through the refinement that he will emerge you as pure gold. Thanks so much for, for staying with me and listening today, friends. And cheers to 50 years. And if you don't mind, go like, subscribe, and share to 24 Karat Conversations podcast. You can follow us on 24 Karat Conversations podcast on Instagram. And if you like, you can pick up my devotional on Amazon. Have a great day. Spark along.